The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. I don't have to show you any stinking This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And hi there, ho there. Welcome, everybody. Thursday on the Blaze Radio Network and the Chris Salcedo Show. I'm happy you've tuned in. The juice is loose. Now, for a lot of you millennials, you're not even going to know what that is in reference to. Because, number one, it's a National Football League reference. Number two, it's a... It's a part of the lexicon that is faded out. I will, I will explain all after I tell you guys how to get in touch with the Chris Salcedo Show. By the way, I want to welcome the Facebook Live audience from the Blaze Facebook presence. So uh, we'll get to all of the news of the day here in mere moments. 888 That's how you get in touch with the program here, the Chris Salcedo Show. If you want to touch base with us on social media, that's easy to do as well. Go to the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. Just type in The Chris Salcedo Show in the search bar and you'll find us. You can go to Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, that at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Uh, let's see, what am I missing? Did I get Facebook? I got, I got everything, right? All right. Now, if you want to catch the show live, easy to do, blaze.com slash radio. You can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app, which is really slick. I don't know. For those of you listening on iHeart, and it works for you, that, that's cool. But if you get a chance to do a side-by-side comparative analysis, just give me your impression. What works best for me is the Blaze Radio app, or you can listen to iHeart. Either way, you get great programming here in the Blaze. I just happen to like the interface a little bit better with what's happening on the Blaze. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's on-demand listening for all of you if you want to catch this program and other programming on-demand. Go to theblaze.com in the channel section. You will find uh, the Chris Salcedo Show's presence there as well. One of the the top performing posts yesterday on the Chris Salcedo Show channel was Governor Moonbeam of California pretending he's president. Uh, That was was big goings-on. You guys reacted to that, and uh, <laughs> all I can say is uh, what I said yesterday. They're so cute at that age, are they not? Okay, the juice. The juice references a guy by the name of O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson was a running back. Who did he play for? The Bills, I think, most of his career. And uh, O.J. Simpson, a little bit of trivia. For those of you who are into uh, 80s sci-fi, after Battlestar Galactica, there came a show starring Gil Gerard called Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. The Juice, O.J. Simpson, is featured, not the act, not him, because by the way, O.J. Simpson did get into some of the Naked Gun movies. He was an actor after he got out of football. So he he jumped on, on screen and was um, in... In comedy, oddly enough, he would he would continue on to, to murder his wife and, and her friend, Ron Goldman. Not, beside the point, O.J. Simpson was referenced in an episode of Buck Rogers in the 20th century as a, um, a way to... I, it was, it was, it was a, a bit of trivia shared by Buck Rogers, who had 
for those of you who don't know the scientific story, Buck Rogers goes back in time. Not not back in time, forward in time. He's frozen. Uh, He's an astronaut. He gets frozen in in a wide orbit and then doesn't get back to Earth 500 years it takes him to do a a complete lap, if you will. And then, of course, everything's changed on Earth in 500 years. Good series for the first couple of years. Again, beside the point. O.J. Simpson, as as you heard me reference, uh, killed, many of us believe, killed his wife, killed uh, uh, her friend Ron Goldman in a fit of rage, was acquitted of that. And then uh, lost in a civil case where he was going to spend the rest of his life paying millions to the Goldman family. Uh, And then he got into legal trouble a few years later when he was trying to get some of his memorabilia back. Uh, uh, Many speculated because he was so down on his luck as far as finances because the Goldmans were taking everything. Um, Anyway, he shows up. Let me play. Uh, this is Tom Riccio. He is a he's a guy, kind of a bit of a shady character, I guess, uh, who was involved in memorabilia redistribution or acquisition and redistribution. Anyway, he had this to say in an interview about O.J. Simpson and going away. What what the reason why he got put away this time? This was nine years ago. Was he shows up to get some of his memorabilia back with a couple of armed guys? Uh, there's a word for that. They call it armed robbery. <laughs> and he was put away for it. But listen, listen to Tom Riccio. Uh, this is the show. Listen, um, I don't like to see anyone go to jail. That's a, that's, that's a serious, serious thing. Yeah. But, um, hey, we talked about this. He, he wanted his items back. He was supposed to go there, tell these guys, look, this is my stuff. Return it. I'm calling the cops. And uh, he was confident that they were going to just give the stuff back, which they did. Mm. For the first 30 seconds of the tape, you can hear them apologizing. <laughs> and for some reason, he insisted on these guys bringing guns and turning it into an armed robbery. And when you do an armed robbery, you know, you, you do that crime, you got to do the time. Right. Geraldo Rivera on Fox this morning talking about, look, the murders of Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson that has nothing to do with what was being decided today by this parole board. Although many speculated the reason why he he did nine years instead of doing, you know, a year or two for this was because the the judge who gave him this sentence saw it as a bit of uh, justice since he got off on the murder, the murder trial. Anyhow, parole board meets with O.J. and uh, my understanding, and I did not watch it all the way through uh, it doesn't get any more yesterday's news than O.J. Simpson in my mind. But I hear he, j- he didn't apologize for showing up with, with guys with guns. As a matter of fact, in his parole hearing, he made, he made sure to point out, I never once pointed a gun at anybody. Nobody ever accused me of pointing a gun at anybody. That's about as repentant as he got. And they let him out. 70-year-old O.J. Simpson is back on the streets. Uh, If you were ever a friend of Nicole Simpson, just watch it. Okay. Now, since we're starting out the program with something that doesn't have a tinker's damn bit of difference in your life, here's something that's maybe a little more relevant. You guys like movies? You guys like to go to the movies? Now, typically, you guys, those of you who have watched and listened to the Chris Salcedo show for any amount of time know I abhor political correctness. I abhor 
people getting jobs not uh, that only because of the color of their skin not because of the the qualifications they bring to the table i don't like affirmative action uh, I, I think affirmative action is in is in and of itself racist i'm a belief i'm of a belief that if you want to stop racism you ought to st- first stop being racist and that means saying oh you're black or you're brown you get special consideration no that's that's racism anywho that let me give you some examples before i get into the actual story you guys remember this was oh boy six seven years now warner brothers decides it'll be a great idea to make one of their primary characters superman to make him renounce his u.s citizenship now this is of course smack dab in the era of obama where hating on america was in vogue right that was probably barack obama's biggest contribution to the national discussion is hatred of the united states of america so superman renounces his citizenship he's not about truth justice in the american way anymore and to me that was fundamental the core of superman so i thought okay political correctness and i got pissed off at, at warner brothers and boycotted superman for the longest time still you know not really i'm kind of a batman guy now again i'm leading somewhere with this there is also a spate of recasting of superheroes either as gay or as different genders all in this mabby pamby kumbaya oh wouldn't it be wonderful if thor was a woman that that kind of thing all of this being said, you've got, speaking of Thor, uh, Chris, was it, Hemsworth is his name? Chris Hemsworth? He plays Thor, and he is, uh, who is this? Uh, Trey Goins Phillips on the blaze. Rice, that he, he's speculating it'd be a good idea that James Bond be recast as a woman. And I'm thinking about this, and I'm, as long as, James Bond, or in this case, I guess it would be Jamie Bond, right? What's your name? Bond. Jamie Bond. Okay, th- that would probably be the only serious uh, change. D- would, would the essence of James Bond be changed? And that's the only thing I care about. I would, I would care about that if the wo- a woman was portraying Jamie Bond, uh, good-looking, uh really good with weapons and gadgets, um, clever, witty, and slutty, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, if, you, if James Bond, what is, what is the hallmark of James Bond? Sleeping around with everything that moves, right? That's James Bond. We all know it. So as long as the female lead as Jamie Bond adhered to that and kept the character the principle of the character, the foundation of the character going, I, would, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And for the first time, I'm in a minority with my audience. I put this up on the Facebook page, and you all lost your minds, saying that this is stupid, this is idiotic, don't even consider this kind of stuff. Uh, l- let me give you an example of when I do mind this kind of thing happening. And I think we brought this up. Remember Star Trek, the, the latest Star Trek? Ikaro Sulu was made into a gay man. And you know who had a problem with it? One of the few times I've ever agreed with George Takei. 
the original Sulu, George Takei, the actor, came out and says, what are you doing? You can't make, you can't make Ikaro Sulu gay. The character's not gay. I, the, I George Takei, am gay, but my, the character I played wasn't. What are you doing making Sulu gay? And he objected to it, much to his credit. And I don't think, look, I, I don't think that the sex of James Bond is critical to what the character does or the race of the character. But again, I have a feeling I'm in the minority on this because just judging by the reaction on the Facebook page, uh, y'all losing your minds over this. So not that we're going to dominate the whole show with this. If you guys want to weigh in, 888 do, do you guys have a problem? Wouldn't, I mean, guys and ladies, let me just ask it this way. Would you go see a movie as James Bond cast as a woman? Wouldn't you be the least bit curious? Again, 888 You can visit on Facebook and join the Salcedo Show bashing right there because they are telling me I'm out of my mind or on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Back in two shakes, folks, here on the Blaze Radio Network. The media wasn't ready for a conservative Latino, so naturally, we gave him a show. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888-900-3393. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, let me uh, say a few words about what's going on with John McCain. It is no secret we have our disagreements with the senator from Arizona. And this in no way changes our outlook on policy or on adherence to what it means to be a Republican in the allegedly conservative conservative party. But when it comes to what John McCain is going through, politics do and should take a back seat. So it is with uh, the most heartfelt conviction I can muster, and I'm hoping I'm convincing you guys of this, and and sincerity that I I wish John McCain every bit of luck and prayers for him and prayers for his family for the diagnosis he received it was a blood clot removal operation from his eye they discovered a tumor it's cancerous and it's a rather aggressive form of cancer and my understanding is is that he has to convalesce at home and let the the wounds from the surgery heal before he can even start chemotherapy. They got most of the tumor out. Or they say they got all of it, but there are still some cancer cells left behind that could be a problem. So chemotherapy is what's going to be happening. And um, But he's got to wait. He's got to wait. 
So it is, uh, again, with a great deal of sadness, I inform you, and with all sincere, uh, sincere prayer for his recovery, that, uh, that uh, John McCain is ill, and th- there is a political component to this, too. you you, you got to wonder what it does to the, the debate about how the rest of us are going to uh, have medical care dispensed to us. We don't have to worry about John McCain. Uh, Mr. McCain is going to be just fine. Uh, he will have the finest doctors and the finest care. Uh, because A, because of his wealth. B, because he's a member of Congress. And as Congress debates what to do about we the little people, his voice will be absent. And to get any type of meaningful repeal across the line, it, it could be one that's needed, a voice that's needed. If that is what they decide. Later on today, folks, we will talk about what it is to be a Republican, what it means. In the meantime, and by the way, if you want to join in that conversation a little bit early, it's on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. You got to scroll down a little bit to find the picture of the American flag with the, the rampaging elephant on it, where we ask the question about what, what is a unifying set of principles for the, the GOP these days? Because I, given these senators and healthcare, I, I couldn't tell you what the unifying principle is because what I thought a Republican was, Senator Collins, Murkowski, and Portman and Capito have betrayed what I thought a Republican was. So what is it? All right, uh, to the border. You guys know the name Brandon Judd, U.S. Border Patrol, telling Fox News Channel that barriers actually do work to stop illegal immigration. A secondary fence, exactly. Um, If you look at El Paso or San Diego where we did it right, illegal immigration has plummeted, and if we do it right in strategic locations, like what the president said, we're going to control illegal immigration. I can testify to this being from San Diego originally, remembering when there was just a cable down there on the border and then they put up a three-barrier fence and what happened to illegal immigration? Plummeted by 95%. Barriers do work with the proper mission. And the U.S. Border Patrol, according to Brandon Judd, they are thankful to have a law-abiding president finally in the Oval Office to empower them to do their job. Uh, Effectively, he told the ICE folks and the Border Patrol people the catch and release ends now, right? He did. And what has been the impact on the number of people coming over? Uh, Again, if you look at the the rhetoric that the president sent out, uh, we've had the drop that we've never seen before with any presence. And so if you're in the left, right, or in the middle, you have to say, this president has done exactly what he promised to do, and we do have border security like what we expect to see. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the law is being enforced, and and look at what's happened. And the, the... the morale of the U.S. Border Patrol is skyrocketing. As a matter of fact, Brandon Judd said he's never seen it like this. And it's, and it's, and it's because they were so demoralized from the leftist-in-chief, from resident Obama. I know during the Obama administration, I know a lot of you and your officers felt hamstrung, couldn't really do your job. What about now? There's a vibe, there's an energy in the Border Patrol that's never been there before. In in 20 years that I've been in the patrol, we haven't seen this type of energy. And and we're excited because we we signed up to do a job, and this president is allowing us to do that job. And can I get an amen? All right, up next, our buddy Ruben Navarrete Jr. talking about these border issues. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. This is your radio republic. Unlike your current federal government, your views are heard, listened to, and addressed right here on this program. If you're on hold, stick with me, folks. I'll get right to you after we talk to Ruben Navarrete Jr. He's the most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist, contributes over there to foxnews.com, offers an, uh, analysis and commentary on various TV networks. Uh, Ruben Navarrete Jr., welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Good to be with you, Chris. Thanks for having me. All right, let's talk about uh, an opinion piece you wrote about what's going on out there in your state, uh, California, poised to become a sanctuary state for illegal aliens. Basically, your government out there is saying, hey, those illegal alien felons are people, too, and we want them in California. And don't you dare, federal government, try to get rid of our illegal alien felons. What do you say to that? I think it's a joke. I think it's. It's, I've said this before on your show. I've said it on Fox News Television, on O'Reilly's show and other shows. The entire idea of a sanctuary city, a sanctuary county, a sanctuary state, a sanctuary planet is complete nonsense because there's no <laughs> such place. There's no, there's no place on earth where you can go to hide from the IRS and not pay your taxes. And there's no place on earth where you can go and hide from ICE in the United States and not be apprehended. And as evidence of that, Chris, we saw a story out just yesterday where the attorney general, where ICE, the director of ICE, is sending out uh, extra ICE agents to sanctuary cities to crack down on sanctuary cities and deport people from those cities. So obviously the whole notion of, you know, of declaring a city a sanctuary city, that's like declaring the blue bonnet the official state flower of Texas. So what? Right. Well, you know, what? where some of these left-wing precincts, uh, either cities, counties, or even state, as in California, what, what they are pledging to do yeah. is to command their constabulary you will not cooperate with federal detainers uh you will let go these individuals you will not aid in any way the apprehension of these illegal alien felons as a matter of fact you will emulate what the obama administration did which was to allow these illegal alien felons back on the streets so they can perpetrate crime on american citizens once again so it's one thing yeah, that's, it's that's one not, thing to that's stand not true that's not true either that's not well, it true, is true. here's why Here's, here's, here's what's not true. Well, okay. when, Kate Stanley was, when Kate Stanley was killed famously and infamously in San Francisco, subsequently right. the sheriff's office and the sheriff's department ended up uh, in the crosshairs. Subsequently, there was a vote, an election, it so happens, and the, the current uh, sheriff was run out of office. Every sheriff in the state of California knows, because they have to stand for re-election, that they have no interest, and this goes for police chiefs as well who are appointed by city councils that are elected by the people. They have no interest in letting dangerous criminals go out into their communities. So what they do is they write into this hocus pocus these loopholes that you can drive a truck through where it says you may not uh, turn over to ICE these people who are here undocumented unless dot, 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 unless dot, dot, dot. And if you follow the dot, 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 and you take enough to read these ordinances, you see that there are lots of provisions there that do, in fact, allow people to be turned over to ICE. Yeah, so, well, you know, the, 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 the orange, the well, hold on. These people here. 
Hold on. Yeah. The Orange County Sheriff disagrees with you because she's looked at the ordinances that are being passed out there in California, the one that would prohibit her from cooperating with ICE. Here's what she told Tucker Carlson. And Tucker made a great observation on this because what you're suggesting is that the, the Orange County Sheriff I, I and other sheriffs... For, in, I've, known Tucker, well, I've known Tucker for 20 years. I doubt he made a great observation about anything related to immigration. <laughs> no, no. What, 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 what she said, the Orange County Sheriff said, that she explored doing exactly what, what you're saying, which is basically ignoring state law uh, and, and enforcing and cooperating no, with federal... That. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the state law, such that it is, these laws are written with loopholes built in to allow the local cops to get rid of these people. The Democrats in California want to have their cake and eat it, too. Okay, this is what I always find shocking in talking to you, my friend, and other conservatives. You guys note correctly that when it comes to immigration, Democrats lie. They lie, they lie, they lie. They pretend to be something they're not. But this, in this case, you guys think this is the one case in a million where the Democrats are actually telling the truth. That they actually created this fortress. It's a lie. It's just like everything else they do on uh, Well, let, let's lie. listen to the Orange County. Listen to the Orange County Sheriff, and then we'll react. By them, they would be released to the street. And then what will happen is ICE will go out. They're not going to let these people go. They're going to go out and they're going to do search warrants on homes. And then people who are here illegally or undocumented and have not been committed and not committed crimes, they're going to get scooped up, too. Yeah, now that, that's that. Now, that's her take on what the law will do. Now, listen to what when when Tucker makes the observation that. Uh, why don't you just ignore California law? Wait, so, wait, how, wait, so if the state of California can say to the feds, we're, we're just ignoring your law, then why can't Orange County say to the state of California, we're ignoring your law? I mean, would you abide by these terms or would you notify the feds if you apprehended an no. illegal... You know, we've already asked the question. We've asked legal counsel. Cal State Sheriffs, has, uh, which I'm a member, has asked legal counsel, and we would be subject to uh, we'd be subject to being prosecuted if we didn't follow the state law. So, what she is saying, uh, Sheriff Hutchins up in Orange County, is that she thought about just ignoring the crazy nutballs in Sacramento and just ignoring their right. law and cooperating with the federal government anyway. And she has been told by her lawyers inside the Sheriff's Association that if you do that, the state of California will come after you. Yeah, and, and so she's relying on her lawyer's opinion. There are a lot of other lawyers who disagree with her lawyers and say that that case would never come to court. But the main point is sheriffs, including that one in Orange County, I saw that interview when it aired the first time on television. They stand for re-election, which she's really concerned about like any politician. And sheriffs are a hybrid between a politician and a cop. That's what you have to understand, okay? They're a hybrid. Sheriffs are half politician, half cop. And that sheriff has to stand for re-election, and she's afraid that if she did do this, there might be a political consequence to that in well. a county that is now over 30% Hispanic. No, I understand that all too well because we have uh, Lupe Valdez, who is a uh, is a pro illegal alien felon well, look, sheriff look, look, in look Dallas, and we have uh, Sanctuary City Sally. We have Sanctuary City Sally, who is also a pro illegal alien felon. Let me ask you another question because but some of these. Some, here's what I'm saying, Chris. What's yeah. happening in California and North County? Do not lose sight of the possibility that this sheriff is hiding behind this lawyer's opinion because she's a politician who's afraid to stand for re-election on the issue. All right, uh, let me let me transition on to our sanctuary city bill here in texas okay. uh the the uh, rafael and shia and others uh, are are trying to get rid of uh accountability on these sanctuary cities and they want this law repealed here in the state of texas and this is what they said texas anti-sanctuary cities law and shia and san antonio democrat senator jose mendez they have filed a bill calling for the repeal of SB4, saying it's a poorly veiled act right. of discrimination against people of color that erodes the trust between law enforcement and the community. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but did not uh, uh, Anchia and, and Jose Mendez, did they not just assume that people who are here illegally and people who are uh, perpetrating felonies are people of color? Isn't that, isn't that a discrimination on their part? Well, when we make the argument in the other direction, when I make the argument to conservatives in the other direction, they say, look at the lion's share of the pie that most of the people who are here who are undocumented are from Latin America, and most of them are from Mexico. Not so this conservative. They, Not this conservative. They, well, they, they point that out as a way of rebutting. When I say this is about race and that you shouldn't make it about race, they, they say, well, look at the pie. You know, it's not a bunch of white people from Ireland. There are people who are here illegally from Ireland, but they're not a big part of the pie. Here's my main problem with what my good friend Rafael and Chia is doing in, in Texas. And it goes for what's, what's happening in California as well. You, may just, you and I disagree right down the line, Chris, when it comes to what happened during the Obama administration. But I lived through that in real time. And I know that the Obama administration bragged about the fact that it deported 3 million people in eight years. <laughs> and about that, about that, the Democrat, listen to me, listen to me. I listen. I'm about to, I, I'm about, this is why you need to listen to me, Chris, because I'm about to slam Democrats. Okay. Okay. All so, right. I'll I'm listen. I'm about to slam Democrats. So just open your mind just a little bit so like, you can slam the Democrats. Okay. Do it in 30 seconds because I'm up against the top of the hour. Go ahead. Are full of crap. Both parties are full of crap on immigration, but the way the Democrats are full of crap on it is that they didn't say boo during the eight years of Barack Obama. God, you know, the one great thing to come of the Donald Trump presidency is it took Rafael and Chia and people like him and broke them, broke, woke them up from their siesta. And the fact that for eight years they were quiet because the person doing the deporting was a Democrat like that. All right, I, I got to go. Hey, Ruben Navarrete Jr., everybody, you can catch his columns. Uh, they are out there. One is called California and Colorado Thwart Trump Immigration. Bad idea. Another one we couldn't get into is do-nothing immigration bills from the Congress. Maybe we'll revisit that sometime in the coming weeks. Thank you, Ruben. Thanks for being here on the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. All right, uh, folks, the reason why this is so important to all you folks in other states is there is an effort, and I told you about the one-of-a-kind the one of a kind law in Texas. The one-of-a-kind. Can you believe that Texas is the only state that commands its cities to actually comply with federal, the federal government on illegal immigration? To cooperate with the federal government on illegal immigration? Other states are looking at what's going on in Texas. Other states are saying... Wait a minute. If Texas can do it, we should, too. We're going to make sure that our law enforcement isn't taking the side of the illegal alien felons and is actually working with the good guys trying to get rid of illegal alien felons. And that's why this state of which where I'm broadcasting from today is ground center uh, ground zero, I should say, for the immigration debate. And. There are going to be tons of challenges because the left wing doesn't want it coming to your state. Next. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Thirty three ninety three. The Chris Salcedo Show. Takes the job, gets into the job, recuses himself, which frankly 
I think it's very unfair to the president. How do you take a job and then recuse yourself? If he would have recused himself before the job, I would have said, thanks, Jeff, but I can't, you know, I'm not going to take you. It's extremely unfair, and that's a mild word to the president. That's uh, the president of the United States in in a meeting with the New York Times. The first question I have, before I get into the meat of what he said, is why the hell are you meeting with the New York Times? Number one. And then now let's get to the substance of what he said. Uh, Throwing Jeff Sessions under the bus for recusing himself. Uh, One gets the opinion that the president was blindsided by all of this. And um, I'm not sure why the president would be so in earnest to have Jeff Sessions there. Uh, You know, if, because, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know exactly how Trump's detractors are going to look at this. They're going to say Trump wanted Jeff Sessions in there to run interference for him. And I didn't want Jeff Sessions to recuse himself for a whole host of other reasons. Jeff Sessions, basically, through the course of what he was supposed to do as a senator, was meeting with the Russian ambassador and several ambassadors from other countries. Every senator does it. The only reason that uh, there was any question about this was because Jeff Sessions didn't disclose that he had met with a Russian. And now we know, according to, uh, what's his name, Mike Quigley, a Democrat from Illinois. Mike Quigley says, if you meet with a Russian, you're actually meeting with Vladimir Putin. I think what we're learning uh, with the Trump Jr. meeting is when you meet with any Russians, you're meeting with Russian intelligence and therefore President Putin. Yeah, well, Mike Quigley, let's start throwing a whole bunch of Democrats in jail. Mike, have you met with a Russian? Mike Quigley, Democrat, Illinois. Have you met with a Russian? If you have, uh, I expect you to turn yourself in, sir, because you've been collaborating with Vladimir Putin himself by your ridiculous, idiotic standard. Well, you are a Democrat. So, uh, so Trump throws Sessions out of the bus. I understand he's upset. We were all upset that Jeff Sessions did this because it was... It was kowtowing and caving in to an idiotic, hysterical premise by the left. Now, Rand Paul, uh, who uh, has uh, anybody else raising an eyebrow or two at how how much he appears to have the president's ear on several things. Rand Paul says uh, he believes the president has a point here about Sessions. You know, I think the president has a point because the thing is here is that if everybody's going to recuse themselves just for incidental contact, I think you don't get really good governance. I believe that Jeff Sessions' contact with Russians was incidental in the, in, the, in the usual duties of being a Senate. And in being incidental, he should have stayed in the fray and he should have been support, more supportive of the president. Well, Sessions responded. He was asked of this today. And uh, here's what he said. We in this Department of Justice will continue every single day 
to work hard to serve the national interest, and we wholeheartedly join in the priorities of President Trump. He gave us several directives. One is to dismantle internet transnational criminal organizations. That's what we're announcing today. The dismantling of the largest dark website in the world by far. Uh, and I congratulate our people for that. Uh, I have uh, the honor of serving in, as Attorney General. It's something that uh, uh, goes beyond any thought I would have ever had for myself. We love this job, we love this department, and I plan to continue to do so as long as uh, that is appropriate. All right, so that's where this sits right now. What about the future of Jeff Sessions? We'll probably explore that in the coming days. Uh, Coming up next, the home of hate of college campuses, Berkeley. They have stopped another conservative speaker. This time, it's a Jewish man. And what does it mean to be a Republican? Talk about all that coming up. The Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Be right back. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you. 